0: i dig that i dig that we'll see (laughs) (laughs) they've been fine so far that time
1: i'm like almost
2: positive that andrew was before me i'm just throwing that out there oh Uh, like that on my end ryan you and me were sounded at the same time and lucas was like a full second later so we're all here in different i'm
1: not worried about that Mm -hmm. i'm worried about for me I heard Andrew clapping before my own hands clapped. So that that seems impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's supposed to be delay between the internet transmission. No, the uh,
2: the the internet warps time just like gravity. So yeah. I, uh,
1: like it's fine as long as you guys are after me. But when one of you is before me, it's like there's no way that we were properly
0: synced there. Sh- 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 I'm sure worth on my end. We were all synced up perfectly. So I'm confident. I'm feeling confident on episode 277 of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on May 6th, 2021. A uh, little bit a little bit of an update for all of our listeners, all of the diehard fans of the podcasts. Um, I am thrilled to tell you, That we are no longer striving to be the Citizen Kane of podcasts. That movie is dog shit now. We are now striving to be the Paddington 2 of podcasts. Uh
1: Uh-oh. You're talking about the Rotten Tomatoes thing? Yeah. You I see mean, Paddington 2 was supposedly a really good movie. I'm just Absolutely. There. Yeah, people yeah. talk about it. All I feel time. like you're
0: trying to diss Paddington 2 a little bit by being oh, like, no, not oh, not at Citizen all. Citizen
1: Kane sucks.
0: Paddington 2 is the god I, of movies. Paddington was in the rotation of my children's books. So that is like special place for Paddington. I, If we can be not even the Paddington 2, the Paddington 1 of podcasts, that is goal achieved for me. Yeah. I have no, but no I did see that
2: oh,
0: I did
1: see that they took took down Citizen Kane and it's no longer 100% because of some it, old ass review. Like an, 50 an 80 year, year old movie review. review. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: they, they, they found a critic review of when the movie came out and it's just like, eh, it's kind of a meh movie. People say it's the greatest film ever, but we doubt it. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: they didn't say it then. Like, no, they, I,
2: I read the review. It was a recent yeah, movie and like, out. And like part of what they said in the review was we've gotten some claims that people are calling this the greatest film ever, and we don't really see it. That was <laughs> I don't see it
1: either. It's impossible to watch yeah. a I've movie that old seen, though. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. Oh, you should watch Citizen Kane, hundred percent. You definitely need to give it a watch. But it is difficult to watch movies, especially the most heavily influential ones from that era. Because everything seems trite and played out, yeah. like it's so tropey and everything like that. But they literally made those tropes. Like mm-hmm. the reason that they're so revolutionary is because they created um, something that became overused mm-hmm. by being so good and successful and inventive. So I there, I do kind of wish that <laughs> I I could just erase my memory and watch Citizen Kane for the first, like, my memory of all movies, watch this in Kane, and then bring the memories back, but then be, like, really an appreciation for it. Um, but, yeah, it's nothing special. I do think you should probably watch it as a cinema lover or, you know, someone who has at least a passing interest in that. But,
2: yeah. I am a cinema lover. I have seen one movie that came out
0: this year. I've seen zero no. if you don't count documentaries, so... Oh wow! This is this is gonna be weird for 2021 top tens.
1: I think once I'm fully vaccinated, I'll probably hit up some theaters. Yeah, that'll be that'll that'll be it for me when I can feel a little more comfortable, and I'll have reactivate really my AMC stubs a list. Ooh, yeah, I only have four days. Hmm. So like, I'm, uh,
0: and I'm all clear don't know what that sound was. Uh, me being one shot in, I, I can I can start getting a little more optimistic, right? <laughs> I have some protection. You can get optimistic. I don't
1: think you should change your behavior yet. Okay. Yeah,
2: no, you... I mean... You have very little protection. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the thing is, you have more than zero protection, but yeah. that doesn't mean that you are protected, really.
0: All right. Yeah. It's not going to be functional in preventing you from getting sick. I... I have noticed that the discourse has started to emerge that we kind of called what emerged where, well, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that you should like stop quarantining and other people maybe taking too big of swings with stuff. But then also I kind of see where they're coming from, but it's weird. The rule followers have emerged is is basically what's going on.
1: I mean, those people are misguided, though. Like, if they were truly rule followers, they'd be following CDC guidelines, which
2: they're they're like, yeah, if you're outside hanging out with people like you don't really have to wear a mask. If you're in a group of other people that are also all vaccinated, not really that big of a deal if you don't wear masks. But they're not saying like, yeah, no, you're invincible. You can. Yeah. fucking spit on everybody and they right. can spit in in your mouth at the at the concert.
1: Yeah, go to a massive indoor concert with 40,000 people. They're not, they're <laughs> saying fucking don't do that shit, mm-hmm. but they are yeah, if you follow the guidelines, like it's definitely re- more relaxed. Like you're once once you're fully vaccinated and especially if you can wear a mask, like you're fucking you, you got a lot of a lot of openings. Yeah, a lot of ability to do shit. So yeah, no, they're not rule followers. They're more just like, I don't know, hang, hanging on to old guidelines. In the same way that like a lot of uh, conservative anti-maskers were like, oh, in the beginning of the pandemic, you said we didn't need to wear masks. And now you're changing. And it's like, yeah. We learned <laughs> that's, more. That's what we do. <laughs> you, you adjust when you get more information. Like, So, yeah, no, it's they're, they're the same thing. I mean, they're better because they are at least... They have people's best interests in mind. They're trying to right. keep people healthy. These This batch of people, whereas the anti-maskers are just explicitly trying to kill everyone? I... Like That's their goal? I don't... <laughs> they're like the fucking... Uh, what's it called from World War Z? I don't know if either of you
0: read that. I think... No, no. The like I, zombie yeah, I, zombie Stockholm yeah. Syndrome people. Yeah. 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 What do they call them? The
1: Q. It starts with a Q. It's like Qu- Quay Foles or some shit. Huh. Yeah. They're the ones that are like give in to the virus like we must <laughs> sacrifice ourselves and
2: become infected for that is
1: the purest form like
2: i oh yeah now now i remember they're like yeah we didn't have to deal with it for that long because they were like infect yourself and then they were all infected and then everyone was dead and like well now that's
0: over I one of the few parts i recall yeah. vividly from that book was yeah the the passage where uh, it was described yeah and some people took it so far that they just pretended to be zombies which of course did not work when they ran into actual zombies mm-hmm. it's a uh, Quisling. Quisling, huh mm. okay
1: which i think is a real thing that exists outside of yeah was he was a norwegian nazi collaborator oh. back in world war ii mm-hmm. a guy named Quisling, and so then it became it's now yeah just like kind of like a traitor a term for okay. a traitor and then they yeah that's what they used in the book to describe uh, humans that
0: were just
2: were on the sides uh, of
1: the yeah zombies. they they loved the zombies they were they were big fans.
0: Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you were on this episode of the podcast, but uh, I do remember we previously had a conversation. Author of World War Z, Max Brooks, very sporadic writing career. Yeah, yeah, I think we did talk about that. Mm-hmm.
1: That's for sure. He's he's the um, what's his name? Uh, George Miller of authors,
2: <laughs> yeah, he wrote World War Z and then some other like fairly successful books. Took a break for a while and then came back and wrote a bunch of Minecraft books. <laughs> Unofficial <laughs> Minecraft books, mind
0: you. Fan listen, picks. listen, man, those those absolutely paid. Those those were absolutely yeah. a fat paycheck.
2: But, but I'm I'm sure that tons of younger people liked them but it's not like he was getting minecraft money minecraft did not <laughs> say max brooks make these books
0: max brooks make these books max brooks make these books no he just he just did it without sanction i do, you don't think those were licensed i
2: i think it says like on like unofficial or like the unlicensed minecraft story <laughs>
1: uh you think they get into any
0: like slash fiction between Steve oh, no. it, and it, alex? It, it's a, it's uh, the
2: it is official never mind
0: <laughs> oh, okay uh no not steve and alex but man steve just gives it to a creeper <laughs> every way you can imagine that's how steve it's gives it to that huh if he's wearing armor he could survive
1: when the creeper inevitably uh explodes as as in more ways than one
0: i'm trying to think of what term would be synonymous for a creeper and like zombie is that there's Mm. zombies in minecraft oh Mm -hmm. okay so is a creeper (laughs) just like a ghoul
2: then it's like a monster
1: yeah yeah creeper is a monster that sneaks up on you and uh suicides himself Ah. whenever he gets close so you have to kill him by like beating them off with the swords that they like get knocked away and then you can reset the explosion timer on them whereas zombies are yeah they just walk towards you dumbly and but they they added a mechanic in minecraft in some of the later versions where when you kill a zombie it spawns two more oh so like that's how you can get overwhelmed is if you're in like a smaller enclosed area and you kill a few zombies then suddenly there's gonna be a lot more zombies so hmm that's how they try to deal with it. But yeah, so Quisling also um, in American, yeah, it would be more like Benedict Arnold. Ah. Like we all know when you refer to someone as a Benedict Arnold, you're saying they're a traitor. So not quite as common in America, but hmm. Max Brooks took it out. That book was so fucking good. I mean, I should reread that book. I would be it's interested to know if it holds up. I read it recently. Like oh. I read it probably two years ago. Shit. It's, really, it's fucking really good. <laughs> It was so good that I googled books similar to World War Z because I loved the style of like faux journalism and like mm-hmm. hopping between multiple like, you know, sides of the story. But in like the, you know, it's like the aftermath, basically. So like you're, you're it, it's like the opening of Interstellar, which is the shirt I'm wearing right now, where all the old people are like, ah, there was dust everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and you're thinking they're talking about like the Dust Bowl or some shit, but... It's, you know, in the future, talking about yeah. what the world in the future was like.
2: Well, Max Brooks was inspired to write World War Z when he read a book that was styled similarly, but it was a collection of actual journalistic articles from World War II. So mm. it would be oh, like inter- okay. interviews with people like, oh, so you, you know, were here in like the late 30s. You know, like tell me about like what, you know, government was doing when your neighbors, the Germans were clearly building up an army and like kind of talking about that through you know 20 different perspectives chronologically without with throughout the war but always getting like a completely different take on it
1: right yeah and the book that i found was called robo apocalypse which is the exact same thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. but with robots instead of zombies like a a robot takeover Mm -hmm. um which and it's also really good so if if you guys like World War Z, I think I've probably mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, you can read Robo Apocalypse and
0: get another fill of that style of storytelling. Is that like so, a, the apocalypse? There is more of a Terminator esque. The machines rise up.
1: Yeah, but it's like creepy and realistic. Like oh. it's not. They don't make human-looking assassins. They like make efficient machines. Like once the AI has and it could you know like like world war z except for i would say arguably more interesting in the beginning it goes into like the origins of how an ai like gain sentience and everything like that like world war z it was just kind of like oh we're in china and there's a mysterious like illness that's causing these villagers to be really aggressive and stuff like and then spiraling mm-hmm. this you actually you know you're like hearing from programmers and shit that like did research on the guy who accidentally created this and then how it escaped. And then, um, there's a recurring theme of these construction workers that are hired for a mysterious job up in like the Northern Northern reaches of Alaska and stuff. And like, you know, that that's the, the, it like basically establishing its base and everything like that. And then like the horror of people when like these new evolved metal monstrosities are like hunting them and they're like, Oh, We'll just go far away from infrastructure, and there's no way they can reach us. And then all of a sudden, like slowly over the course of like weeks, machines getting better and better at like navigating, like remote bumpy terrain and shit. And like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's a good book.
0: Okay, so this is like the AI building its robot army, rather than okay, AI just controls a bunch of uh, stealth fighter jets. Now we're we're kind of fucked. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I think the
1: for the most part yeah like i think it starts with like yeah malfunctions of like human stuff but quickly that subsides because it's not efficient enough for this ai <laughs> like the air's like i mean we can do better like let's uh, let's ramp up this killing shit it's just, <laughs> it's just
0: it's just like the spongebob episode when he's in his own mind and it's an office guys come on we are not we are not meeting quarterly projections and we're killing a lot of humans, but we could be killing even more humans. Let's yeah, go. Man.
1: We're killing like, all the humans in the cities. are pretty much dead now. So, like, how do we how do we get those hard-to-reach places? <laughs> like we're, like, a moldy growth or something. <laughs> Which we kind of are, I guess. In all reality. Yeah. So, yeah, no. Uh, good read. I'll probably, yeah, I think I'm going to reread World War Z. Ooh. That shit's fucking really good.
2: I might order Robo Apocalypse. Mm. Mm. We'll go see if it's at a local bookstore, and if not, I will peruse go the library. monstrosity that is Amazon. You can go to the local
1: library too. Yeah, or you can go to Overdrive, uh, and as long as you have a library card for a local library, you can get eBooks for free from Overdrive mm. um, and read them there. I do not so. have a card for my local library. So okay, well, that I... takes two seconds. That's a <laughs> that's an easily solved problem. That's not a.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't want to open a Pandora's box here, but um, was the library card song from the Arthur cartoon actually a bop, or do I just remember it fondly because I was a child? Look, having fun, it isn't hard. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I
1: don't remember much of the song other than having fun isn't hard. When you've got a library card. <laughs> but I don't even think, was that even in the show? Or was that just like a promo that they did that ran during like commercial breaks? Yeah. I Like, I kind of don't think that that fit into the narrative of Arthur. I think that they made a standalone sing-along about how
0: library cards are cool. <laughs> may. Me- now, I can't even remember if Arthur was 22 or 11-minute episodes. There's a chance that could have... It was 11. Oh, okay.
1: Right. There's no well, way. It was a PBS mm, show. It was a PBS like show all...
0: in the early 2000s, which there weren't a lot of 15-minute cartoons back then. I think
1: there were, though. I think that that was... Yeah. The standard hmm. was 15-minute cartoons.
0: All right.
2: I think Arthur was 1,000% broken up into two 15-minute episodes over the course of a half-hour oh okay yeah yeah okay that's fair i I I that might have from our last peruse into the world of arthur
0: (laughs) yeah andrew had to edit the highlights so he had to (laughs) do some digging they might have used that song then as like a uh yeah yeah like the commercial break buffer right Mm -hmm. yeah i remember they did that a lot on pbs
1: or maybe they like awkwardly shoved it into an episode as a set piece there was an episode of Arthur where they got trapped in the library overnight. Oh yeah. That was a thing, I remember that. And it also had some weird moments in it. I
0: What? How do you get trapped in a building overnight? Do you remember you what... fell asleep? No, yeah, but like the locks are on the inside. Um yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> It's not necessarily
2: episode, by, by the way just to clear things up it's from an episode of arthur that is uh entirely made up of songs i believe mm-hmm. it um, says arthur and buster have an imaginary music festival featuring the whole cast in songs based on their lives themselves nice. and the library
1: okay let's get the plot of locked in the library which was the sixth ever episode of arthur jesus um, christ we're old the episode starts. Yeah, it came out in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was literally like four months old when this episode first aired. Um, <laughs> Arthur's walking on the sidewalk. Francine rushes past him, splashes water on him because she's on her bike. Uh, Arthur's mad at her, and then, I don't know. They're just mad at each other. Right. And then they go, and they're at the library uh arthur gets paired with francine as like a partner um oh it's a saturday that's right yeah because they were going to be like locked in until monday or whatever oh oh because they get partnered up so then they have to go to the library to do research which they're like what fourth graders like that's yeah they're sending kids to a public library on their own for a fourth grade research project sink or swim kids good luck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you know your Dewey Decimal System, motherfucker. Good and let luck. me tell
2: you something. Your ass is walking there. You yeah. the best <laughs> believe I'm not going to drive you there and drop you off and then pick you up later.
0: Either that or need... have fun on a city bus, you 10-year-olds. <laughs> I'm going to need five peer-reviewed academic
1: journals as uh, sources for this paper. Um, okay, so they're looking for Joan of Arc, and Francine's supposed to look for Harriet Tubman because they're writing about heroes um arthur falls asleep francine is listening to music and they say like hey the library is closing now he wakes up it's nighttime he rushes to the door and attempts to open it but it's locked yeah so i guess it's locked from the inside too
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the only well-funded library in america they have automatic electric (laughs) locks on a timer you, no, no, you just
2: look at the outside of this library and the door has, like, a chain wrapped around it and a padlock. They're like, <laughs> whatever the fuck's in there, we're not letting it out. <laughs> Shit, Yeah. So, I, something bad happened in this library. And uh, you don't Well, wanna... he
1: imagines after it's locked that the trees are threatening and the grandfather clock is like a monster. Yeah. So I guess there's imagination, too, in that, but I don't know. And then they're looking for ways to escape. Um, They see that there's window handles, so they start stacking up books. Arthur makes like a tower. Francine builds a staircase. Uh, Arthur almost makes it to the window. Francine pulls a book out of his tower, Mm. toppling it to use for her staircase, (laughs) which reminds me of when we were playing Fortnite, Andrew, and you went up into the tower, (laughs) and I mined out all the bottom rows, so the tower fucking collapsed. (laughs) That's what that makes me think of. Um, let's see. Yeah, the library is closed till Monday, so they get worried about being hungry. Uh, the telephone rings and it's Muffy. Uh, huh? M- Francine, no, no, friend. yeah,
0: but why is she calling the library when it's closed? At- okay, sure. Okay, she fine. wants
1: the library to deliver books to her because that's what Muffy does because she's a rich, uh spoiled brat, I guess. Yeah, um, Francine tries to talk to her, but then Muffy thinks it's a wrong number. Because it's Francine, but then Muffy doesn't call the library back.
0: <laughs>
1: so she just said, "Ah, fuck these books." Um, Arthur panics. Francine then tries to call her mom. Um, oh, there's a code on the phone
0: in order to dial out, which is
1: that's a good. Okay, you know that's, what? That's real. A
0: ten-year-old wouldn't know you have to press nine to leave the building in a call. It's yeah,
1: probably various. Right, I'm, I'm sure I've seen. I've, been, I've seen one where it's zero, and one, somewhere it's one. I mean, yeah, that's like three options. But Yeah, yeah they might not know. <laughs> Um, oh, they get hungry, they hear a scream, uh, the screaming was from a show that Francine was watching, uh, wait, somehow Francine got pizza, (laughs) I don't know where she found pizza in a library, so they found a bunch of snacks, basically, Mm -hmm. um, oh, and then they are found by their parents, because, yeah, yeah, like, if... If your kids are like, I'm heading to the library to work on a project, and then they don't come home that night, you're probably going to go to the library with mm. the cops and be like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's figure this out, right? Like, yep. There's missing children involved. This is a big fucking deal. There was no world in which they would last in that library until Monday. No.
0: <laughs> so, there you
2: go. Yeah.
0: I, mm, over the course of that, I realized that... A plausible explanation for them chaining up the library might be that uh, I know more urban uh, library used to have a little bit of a problem with the homeless folks, just more or less residing in those buildings. So okay, yeah, yeah a, little, a, little, a little drastic move, Arthur fictional city <laughs> library, but okay. Yeah, no. And also uh, then for the presentation that they were
1: supposed to be working on that they had to write about heroes. They were like, we didn't have time because we were trapped in a library, which doesn't make sense because you have time for anything you wanted. Uh, So they wrote it about themselves. Oh, (laughs) Like Arthur wrote his about Francine because she was a hero for finding pizza, which I still don't know how she fucking did. Uh, And then Francine wrote hers about Arthur because Arthur came to rescue her when he heard all the screaming. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. That's the lesson. The moral of a lot of these Arthur episodes, I feel like, is pretty weak usually. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And
2: we're weak on episode (laughs) 177 of the Quarantine Cast. 177.
0: That was a year ago.
2: 277. (laughs) I don't even know if that one's right. Lucas, what episode are we on? We are 277. Yeah. 277.
0: Oh, you're not going to do the rest of it? Oh. Oh. Um, Okay, I'm taking the reins. Uh, For the record, we're not weak. This is the strongest quarantine podcast ever. Five out of six vaccinated would recommend. Uh, Email volunteerviewing at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon. Uh, Check out Act Blue and the link down below. Help a collection of great causes. At V2 underscore podcast for updates on Twitter. At Lucas to Writers, me on Twitter if you want to keep up with my writing. Have a fantastic evening and good luck out there.